Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. My name is Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, thanks so much, everybody, for hanging out with us for so long and being so cool. We have a big announcement today. I moved the couch last week. He did, and the <laughs> piano. Yes, well, look, the piano I did alone. The Who couch. Helped, you helped you with the couch? The couch I could not handle by myself. A young... Dad, by the name of Chris Kula, came over from Burbank, and we moved the couch. That is a good friend. We talked about it. I was, we were, I was like, talk. We were, had, we had breakfast together on uh, Sunday, and I was talking. I said something about the couch, and he said, "Oh my God, I've been meaning to ask you." I told Sus that I would be working until mid afternoon. Do you want to go move it? And I was like, "Whoa!" Oh my gosh. Let's fucking do it. 
What a good friend he is. Big props to Kula. I didn't even know that. I know you didn't know that. That was the surprise. <gasps> Thanks, Kula. <laughs> even though you don't listen to this podcast, you'll never uh, he hear He must it? because he knew I've been talking about this couch for. Oh, him. really? Yes. Interesting. So, look, someone has to stay up to date with me, and it's Kula. Thank you, Kula. That is very, that, that, that means a lot to me. It should. It does. I mean, come on. Um, and then just just 20 minutes ago, yeah, we put the rug down. Matt did most of the work in the nursery. Uh, you were very important. You were the eyeballs, you know. You I was make the sure eyeballs. that's even. But then Bo came home right at the crucial moment where we couldn't have anyone walking on top of the sticky pad. Yeah. Obviously. And, I, and what, he was like, ooh, do. look at this sticky pad. I want to walk all over it. Yep. He's gone now. Um, so I had to distract him. So look, we had looked nice in here for a total of a day. Yeah. And then the long threatened window work that we've been talking about for weeks began. Finally happened. It, and it is a shit show. Currently looks like Dory and I are doing a podcast in a kill room. <laughs> Like, there is plastic up, zippers to the plastic. Uh, like, my whole computer was covered in plastic. The guitars were covered in plastic. The couch is currently up on its side, blocking the entrance. It's a disaster. It's, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a mess in I here. I was so close to, like, getting this all done. I know, but this was going to happen anyway, so. I know, why couldn't it happen sooner? Well, because of the rain. I hate the rain. I like rain, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was supposed to happen, like, three weeks ago, and then it didn't because it was raining, and they had to do work on the outside. Also, they replaced the windows, which couldn't happen in the rain. It's much quieter in the house now. I honestly, you know, the guy's flute next door is slightly quieter. It's not like much quieter. I feel like the noise from the main street that is behind our house is quieter from the bedroom. I think all, yeah, I think it is generally, yes, story is correct. It is quieter. And I'm looking for, you know, I think probably once they put insulation in over in the uh, the front over here. (sighs) Oh, also, by the way, uh, not only do do I not, not only is half of my office now gone, I cannot access my closet. So I I came home from a 17-hour day. And, you know, I like to lay my clothes out the night before when I have an early call just because it's like one less thing you have to think about in the morning. My closet was like sealed over like a fucking crime scene. So I then had to go to my hamper and start a load of laundry. At like Yeah, yeah, with a 7 a.m. call. And wait for it to be done so I could put it in the dryer. Yeah, that was not fun. Um, but you know, we got through it. We did. We Every, did. Everything, everything is okay. I also had the. It's not okay. I'm t- again, my office. I don't know if you guys. I really you got to explain this to you because it is. We should take a picture of it. It is bananas in here. I did have the good idea of asking them to install more electric outlets. You did, and then I thought about this one, and I don't want this one anymore. Well, too late. They already put it in. It's back there. Uh, okay. Well, why? Because, like, it's just more money to sink into a house we don't own. Well, I already us. gave them a check. I paid for it. All right. <laughs> Can they fucking take off this stupid uh, thermostat? old thermostat? 
I'm sure they can when they paint. Yes. Is that going to cost money for me? For I, them to finish the job they started two and a half years ago? It shouldn't. Ay, ay, ay. I don't know how they're going to paint. Also, like, it's much more convenient to have a plug on that wall. Yeah, it's more convenient, but I don't know if it was $325 more convenient. I think it was. All right. Have we have we switched roles? What is happening? Oh, a parenthood is, is fast approaching, and I am now turning into the miser. <laughs> and I'm like, $300 well spent. And I'm like, this is a lot of money for, for, for something I could have just used an electric uh, extension cord. Extension cords are rug. dangerous. Could have run it under a rug. Extension cords are dangerous. Um, and I've just spent, uh, you know, the few waking hours I've had at home trying to fix a uh, old Fender amplifier that I'm, that's been the bane of my existence now. Oh, God. Got to get that reverb tank fixed or I'll be real sad for a real long time. Anyway, for more info about amps, you can listen to The Truth About Vintage Amps, podcast that Dory will refuses to sit in my car for four seconds and listen to. What are you talking about? Every time listening to something. Today she got in the car and it was a Baseball Tonight podcast and she was like, this is the stupidest conversation I've ever heard. They were having a very especially dumb conversation. It was just a conversation about how many baseball caps people own because it was the Twitter poll. It was so dumb. Well, I didn't think it was. As someone who owns a lot of baseball caps, I didn't think it was dumb. I thought it was pretty dumb. I was like, how many baseball caps does Jessica Mendoza own? I was interested. Carl Ravitch has more than I thought. Anyway. How many do you own? Uh, I don't know. 20, maybe. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's still not even the top tier of, the, of their poll. Good. So I don't want you, you to go. be in the top tier of their poll. I won't be. Great. Uh, so yeah, couch got moved. Baby class. We went to a baby class. Dory threatened me. She was going to kill me if I didn't go to this baby class. So. <sighs> I didn't say I was going to kill him. Oh, your tone was not pleasant. I left work early at 5.20 p.m. Because class I had a class at 6.30. 6.30 over near our home, and I just know what traffic is like at that time leaving Sony. Driving along. Dory's like, you better not miss this class. Driving along. Thud, thud. I hit, quite frankly, the biggest pothole on the planet, Earth. And then my car says, pull over. I'm like, oh, I have a flat tire. I then text Dory and say, guess what? I have a flat tire. Guess what? This car doesn't have a spare. Guess what? It's 90 minutes before they can send a tow truck out. Dory says, well, can you park it and an Uber here? And I was like, oh, um, I guess I could. I don't, I'll just have to leave the car and come back and get it. Once we're out of our 9.30 class, I also have to be to work at 7 a.m. So we went to the class. Yep. It was a hoot. Yeah, no. More of this uh, babies and uh, respecting some babies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good times. Yep. Um, I then went back to my car. I took Dory, walked Dory home, got in Dory's car, drove to my car, waited an hour and a half for a tow truck, spent a lot of that time on the telephone with the friend of the podcast, Jonathan Frakes. 
then I was like, mm, who else is awake right now? And it's called other friend of the podcast, Gretchen, Gretchen Berg. Just a chat. Yes. <laughs> These are my, I, I need, I, this is why all of my friends, I need all of my friends to uh, be from a generation that talks on the telephone. Mm. You've done a good job cultivating those friends. I, you know, I try. Um, and uh, I got home. What time did I get home that night? 11.45? Late. 11.45 or midnight? Is that when I came home and discovered I had no clothes? No, that was the next, that was the next night. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. That was Wednesday night because they didn't start till Wednesday. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. 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 So, you know, Tuesday I had access to my closet. That was fun. I yeah. mean, it's just, there's just been so much happening. There's been a lot happening. And We're, then today we went to Disneyland. Yep. With my uh, sister and brother-in-law and nieces. Yes. And let me just tell you, Disneyland is too hot and there are too many people. And it wasn't even super crowded. It wasn't super crowded, but it was very crowded. It was quite crowded. And uh, the kids enjoyed it. That was nice. Um, you know, They loved the live shows. We went on a Grand Circle tour, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, saw the back of Galaxy's Edge. <sighs> no California Adventure. We walked from the parking structure. We had breakfast with Minnie. And Pooh and Eeyore. Weird connection, weird combination of people, right? So Pooh, Eeyore, and Tigger. Tigger. I get it. Then Rafiki from Lion King. Captain Hook, the fairy <laughs> godmother. Uh... Chip and Dale and Max yeah. Goof. <laughs> Goofy's son, Max. <laughs> and when this whole, the whole table incorrectly identified him, the 53 year old woman at the table next door was not having it. <laughs> no. So I had to be like, guys, that's Max. Goofy's son. Who Maddie actually knows because she watches Disney Junior. Yeah, first appearance in the Goofy Camp show that I forget, Goof Troop. Anyway, look, I tried to I tried to like smooth things over with all the characters. Rafiki and I, we, we have an understanding. Captain Hook and I are all right. Chip and Dale had a good rapport with them. <laughs> And here we are. Yep. Here we are. We got a lovely photo with Minnie. Mm-hmm. Post it on my Instagram if anyone wants to look at it. If anyone wants to hit the grams, you know where to go. Yep. Instagram.dory.dot. <laughs> yep. Instagram.dory.dot. Mm-hmm. That's my Instagram. Um, what else? Anything else? Do we have any other news? Um... We have the the nursery dresser and daybed coming tomorrow. I was panicking because I thought, oh no, where are we going to put those? Because honestly, the house is in a total state of disrepair at this point with this chaoticness of these. Uh, it's just like such a weird time because we were halfway moving things. Yeah, we were like getting there. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, no. Yeah. <clears throat> um, 
but it's coming from Ikea, so it's all going to be in flat boxes. Which I didn't know about. So not only was I pleased. I told, I told him several times. <laughs> not only was I pleased about the fact that they're coming in flat boxes. Something just fell. Could have been anything. Because there's literally a thousand things out of, it was are, a in deep, front of us It was right a now. DVD. Okay. On the shelf. It didn't fall down. just fell over. Um. Just gave our my dog the do, our dog walker all of my Xbox 360 games because she apparently still uses that system and I was like you know what here it was literally a Target bag full that we gave her take these some of them unopened <laughs> some of them played through for many hours um, her my copy of Grand Theft Auto Five <sighs> well you know they're all going to a good home yes I agree They'll I was be delighted I was delighted to get her all these games yeah. Simpsons game is a lot of fun. She'll Ooh. have a great time with that. The Ghostbusters game was a lot of fun. She'll enjoy these things. She, she enjoys Goldeneye, she said, so she's going to love the fact that I just handed her four James Bond games. Um, okay. So. Um, well, another thing happened this week. How many baby shower yesterday? Oh, yeah. It's been a long week, everybody. It has been. A lot has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, had my baby shower hosted by Forever 35 co-host Kate Spencer mm-hmm. at her lovely home. And it was really, really nice. I had a great time. It was good. I liked that I recognized everybody there. Yeah. I liked that I... Matt came for the last like 45 minutes. Yeah, she wanted me to do that. So I had to leave all the solder where it was because I was soldering pots and, a, and an amp and, and go to Burbank a lovely uh, party that had quite frankly just delicious scones the scones were delicious yeah they had it catered the food was really good I asked everyone to bring um, a favorite children's book and I got we got like such great books mm-hmm. and no overlap unbelievable can you believe it I can't I can't honestly I really can't I would have been the schmo who like Dragged in Sam, I am green eggs and ham. Whatever. No one gave me any Dr. Seuss. Oh my god, are we against Dr. Seuss now for his for his war propaganda cartoons he was paid to do by the government? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think uh, I don't know, but it it was it was really nice. It was really nice to see some friends I hadn't seen in a while, and just a just a lovely out for it. Yeah, just a lovely afternoon. Mark and Yharka sent a cake of deliciousness. It that was, I wisely said to Kate, you know what? Please don't let me take any of this cake. I think that home. was wise, yes. It was the cover of my book, but instead of startup, it said baby. And then instead of by Dory Shafrir, it said by Dory and Matt. And then had you been able to open the cake, it would have said forward by Dr. Kelly Beck, <laughs> and prefaced by Dr. Ringler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Parking not included is no. also what it would have said. Never. That would have been chapter one. Chapter parking. one, parking not, parking not included. Oh, God. Guys, should we just write that book and use that cover? Should I have an essay in my new book called Parking Not Included? Here's what we call the book. What to expect when you're expecting not to be expecting. A guide to IVF. Oh. <laughs> That'd be a long URL. Mm. Uh... Yeah, it would be. I'm just trying to think of it as some sort of acronym, and I get, like, there's no phonetic fun with that. No, not really, no. All right. Well, there, okay. there you go. All right. So, success at the brunch. Yeah. Saw your mother. She said hello. She didn't say goodbye. I'm just saying that out loud. <laughs> um, 
your sister uh, I saw, and then again I saw today, obviously, at Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, scones. Scones were quite delicious. Scones were good. These little French toast fingers that they had mm-hmm. sitting around. I was like, let me just grab that. And I was like, oh my God, who made these? Someone is a genius. And then I was like, they got it catered. Yeah. And then I was less impressed, but also very impressed. Exactly. So. There were also really good bagels that I think were gone by the time you got there. It's okay. I didn't need a bagel. Believe me. These were good bagels. They got them at some place in Highland Park. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Some secret bagel place. Oh, I love a secret bagel place. Yep. Um, but it was, yeah, it was all, it was very lovely. I was very happy that you had good weather. Me too. Um, and I was happy that I made it. And then we went to the season six wrap party of the Goldbergs. It was a... And then I went to Disneyland today. And I'm working tomorrow. I'm I'm like, where am I? Where are you? That is a really good question. That's, that's how I'm feeling right now. Uh, Okie dokie. Schmokey. Mm-hmm. I believe, honey. It's yes, time dear. for our traditional time of ads. I believe you are correct. We shall return momentarily. But before I do that, don't forget to leave Rabble Podcast Reviews. Thank you. Facebook is uh, it's a nice group there. A lot of supportive people. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Excellent Adventure. Our website is excellentadventure.com and our Patreon is patreon.com slash Excellent Adventure. Twitter is at Excellent Pod. Email is Dory Matt at Gmail and Matt and Dory at Gmail. Our phone number is 413-461-BABY. And here we have some ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas 
donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, well, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, everybody, we're back. Hi, everyone. Thanks for still being with us. Um, You know, now that we're pretty much done with IVF and all. Uh... All right, honey. Let's let's hear from some heads of eggs, some egg heads. All right, baby heads at this point. This first one is from Susan. The subject line was sigh. Hey guys, so many people are giving you unsolicited advice. Are you sick of it? Mm-hmm. I admire how you tolerate it, but I miss the days when people wrote in and asked questions instead of telling you what to do. Love you guys, no matter how much advice you're getting. And then she sent a follow-up a few minutes later, or maybe the next day, I don't remember. Anyway, her follow-up said, okay, I'm super regretting the bitchy subject line, which I did not mean to, which I did not mean to be bitchy at all. She thinks Sai is bitchy? I didn't think it was bitchy. Oh, Susan, please. You were fine. Instead, it's all about me and the great weight of the parenting advice boulder that's been on my shoulders for years. I apologize for sounding so terrible. I love your podcast in all its forms, and I'm just wondering if you missed the more conversational style it was before you started getting all this advice. That's all. Love you guys in your show. Susan, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. I do miss it. I uh, don't enjoy all the unsolicited advice, to be perfectly honest. You know, she hates it so much that this is probably what's going to cause us to really actually wrap up the podcast eventually. Yeah. Probably this year. Yep. So. Um, but, you know. It is what it is. I get it. You know, I... Everyone means well. Sure. Or I think. Some people do. Some, Some people, people do. don't. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. It's just like, you know, everyone says that when, you, when you're a parent, you get so much unsolicited advice, and I'm not even a parent yet, and I'm already getting all this unsolicited advice. Well, that's just because we know so many parents via the podcast. Right. And so I'm like, oh, this is what it would be like to do an actual parenting podcast. And that is a hard pass. Oh, don't worry. I might take up that mantle myself. Honey, please. If you want to do that yourself, go right ahead. Just, you know. It is not for me. Dads and stuff. That's probably what it won't be called, but. <laughs> um, yeah. More power to you if you want to do that. Yeah. I, look, if I, if, 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 I don't know. I do. I would like to. I just wish we had a different subject to cover you and I. 
I mean, we could find one. I know. We'd have to take this. It'd be not on the, under this moniker. We'd have to like yeah, we would retire st- this. We'd have pod, to start this, a new podcast. This RSS feed would have to go bye bye. Yes, guys, I know, but I would leave it up forever because it's a very good um, resource resource for those who are seeking it out. Yeah, and of course, guys, whatever our next thing is, we're you're going to know first, so don't worry. Yeah. Um, and until we have a next thing. We're going to keep talking about this. So keep refreshing those feeds. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Um, Adrian wrote in last week about her daughter's flat head. (laughs) And she realized as she was listening that she had a typo in the email. And she wanted to clarify that it was craniosacral therapy is what we use for our daughter's flat spot. We went through a doctor of osteopathic medicine but I know chiropractors do CST too, and it worked great for our kiddo. Thanks again. That was going to drive me crazy, Adrian. Well, Adrian, I'm glad that you are uncrazied. Oh, she also has a PS. Mm-hmm. Bullet the horse is doing very well. He thrives <laughs> on a steady diet of burdock root, wild carrot, and the sure. occasional sugar cube because my Arthur Morgan is a softy. My Arthur Morgan is also a softy, and I tend to I essentially just let him go with wild carrot because that is just it's it's his stamina and his health core both get increased with that wild carrot what horse are you on now i know horsington died michael j horse died i know pepper died pepper two died it's been a bad 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 run of horses you're like the santa anita racetrack over here um yeah but that's through multiple playthroughs but this last go around i mean look i don't even Betty White died. Mm, you like Betty White. Not the guys. The, <laughs> Betty White's but my, Betty horse, White, the my horse. horse that I named after <laughs> Betty White because she's done so much good for animals. Um, and she was white. And she was uh, white. Is uh, I'm actually, I don't, I don't know what this horse's name. I went up and got another Arabian. I'm waiting till I get to chapter four, guys, because I really want to get a Turkoman. Um, you know. I like a I like a half breed horse uh, that has attributes of both a race horse and a war horse, mostly because the non the war horses scare too easily. Mm. Um, I'm in the middle of a cutscene. I'll skip it. He's actually going. Into I'm the looking game to it. check what his horse's name is. Oh, which I can do right here. Oh, great, perfect. Go to my horse right now. Sally. Sally. Because I ride. Sally ride. Oh, that's good. I like yeah. that. Not, it's not a Mustang, Sally. It's, I ride Sally a lot. Yeah. And she's a white Arabian. Okay. Um, you know, elite handling. She's leveled up. Almost, I, I, somehow, I, somehow I've not gotten to the level four bonding on her. I am, ooh, I'm 20 points away. From getting my horse level four bonded. Good job. Max bonding level, honey. All right. So thank you for your update on Bullet. And that was my update on Sally. (laughs) Um, All right. This is from Mary. Hey, guys. Glad the fluids are up. Go, Dory. Thank you, Mary. I've been drinking a lot of water. Although I'm starting to feel a little dehydrated at Disney today. But we were just taking a pounding in the sun. We're taking a pounding in the sun. We were walking around. What is up with that place? I might hate it yeah matt 
had some very strong feelings as we were leaving Disney. I just was like, I think I'm done with this place. It's so crowded. It's so constantly under construction as of late. It just like drives me cuckoo bananas. It was a lot. All right. Anyway, from Mary, just wanted to comment on birth plans. We had a doula who was all about the graphic birth plan. My nurse practitioner asked us to rein her in a little and call them birth goals, which I honestly liked. My goal was to avoid pain meds, but after like 100,393,294 contractions, <laughs> let me tell you, the fentanyl I had was the best thing ever. I also wanted to avoid Pitocin, but my contractions weren't productive enough on their own. So after many hours of labor, my doctor said, get that girl some Pitocin, and I agreed. I watched the nurse hook it up to my IV and felt a giant contraction right away. And I said, wow, that works immediately. To which the nurse replied, honey, I haven't even turned it on. Guess I just needed a whiff. <laughs> you never know what will happen. You guys will be great. So excited for you. Thank you for sharing your <clears throat> experience. Mary P. from Indy. Thank you, Mary P. from Indy. What's your birth plan, honey? <sighs> well. Sorry. What are your birth goals? My birth goals. Um, you know, I, I was texting with my friend who just had her baby and she, her suggestion was to ask for the epidural half an hour before you need it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I might take her advice. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, I've talked about this before. Like ultimately my goal is to deliver a healthy baby and not die. Um, I would like to be comfortable. I know, but like, what do you imagine? Like, I don't know because I feel like like everyone I've spoken to. Do you like, imagine like Enya playing and six candles around while Sting plays a lute in the background? Wait, Sting is coming to the hospital with a lute. I mean, he's very relaxing. I seem just well. I told you I made a seven-hour labor playlist. Yeah, but I think that's but that's optimistic. I'll add to it. I'll make it. Mm -hmm. I'll make it a twenty-hour labor playlist. Okay. Also, we can repeat it. Mm -hmm. um, I think I am going to bring a diffuser, an essential oils diffuser. Okay. Have some nice like scents wafting through the room. You should come to my essential oils party. Oh no! Are you? Are you in an? It's going to be great. You're going to love it. It can cure everything. Are you selling essential oils now? It's not just for snout melling. It's for curing all of the diseases and ailments. Oh, no, you guys. <laughs> uh, listen, I just need you to come over. Tell me which ones you'd like, and I'll get you started. And you also could become a seller yourself. What do you think of that? Uh oh, uh, I got to go. Don't you want to make money for yourself, Dory? No, I got to go. Don't you want to be your own boss? Uh, I am my own boss. Don't you want to make up to $12 a year? Oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, all you have to do is buy this for $600, your first oh, supply. Sounds great. Very tempting, I know. It and then is. all you, if you, once you get someone else under you to buy other things, uh -huh. they then get people under them. Oh. Yeah. And what this is, is a, is a, is a, a four-sided triangle of multi-levels. But it's not a pyramid. What are you talking about? I didn't right. say that. Yeah. Okay. Sounds very legit. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> oh, that cough. I could take care of that with an essential oil made from oregano. <coughs> oh, she's really going to town, guys. Do you need a water, honey? <coughs> she, she's not making the international sign for choking that I learned in CPR. She's really taking a breather. 
I'm happy to <coughs> get you anything. She has water, but in case you're wondering if I got her water, she's like holding a glass of water right now. She's drinking a glass of water. You guys. I can't help but think that that wouldn't have happened had you used some of my essential oils. I am so sorry. I feel like that really interrupted the flow of Matt's essential oil sales pitch. Yep. Come on over to Matt, Matt, Matt. <laughs> Multi-level Matt kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Matt kidding. All right. Matt so, kidding. Matt kidding. That's what people say in Boston. <laughs> hey, Matt <laughs> Market basket. Hey man. Hey Star market. Star market. Shaw's. It's just Shaw's. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Hannaford. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? Oh, what what I was going to have in the in the labor and delivery room. Um, yeah. You essentially refused my offer of staying. <sighs> he kind of creeps me out. I can get him there, but just let me know. I feel like I would turn around and he'd be having tantric sex with Trudy. It's just love, you know. It'd be weird. Um, I, yeah, I need to like, I need to make a checklist. I need, you know what? I need to start packing my hospital bag. Like it's almost not too early to pack a hospital bag. I know. What if this, what if this birth happens while I'm in New Orleans? I will be so angry. Um, You'd have to, I'd be like, you have to get on a plane right now. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I need to like remember to put like my Bluetooth speaker in the hospital bag and to charge my Bluetooth speaker and to bring an extra phone charger. Yeah. Like all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I need to bring a pillow. I need to bring a pillow for Matt. Matt needs a hospital bag. I need a hospital bag? Yeah. I don't need a hospital bag. Yes, you do. I'll be fine. I need to bring toilet paper. Everyone says to bring your own toilet paper. You don't like hospital toilet paper? Everyone says hospital toilet paper is terrible. I don't care. <sighs> Honey. Yes, dear. Don't worry. I don't need a hospital bag. You're going you're to be lying on that cot. You're going to be so uncomfortable. Oh, right. You're never sending me out to get anything. You you're going to be like, get me a potato you can't, you pancake. Can't bring, you can't bring a pillow? I'm just saying I don't need to. Hmm. I really don't need to. I'm going to pack you a pillow. You know, I, whatever I sleep on at the hospital is going to be 900 times more comfortable than our mattress. We're going to rotate it tonight. Someday we're going to get a sleep number, guys. Someday we're going to use our own promo code and make ourselves happier. We're going to rotate our mattress tonight. All right. Okay. All right. I'm going to play a voicemail. Hi, Matt, Dory, Bo, Baby. This is Lexi Garber calling back from Manhattan. I messed up that first one. I'm sure that happens all the time. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm playing a bit of catch-up here, and I had to pause the pod. Uh, I was cracking up Matt talking about um, needing appreciation and validation. This was a couple weeks ago. So you guys know that Staples button, so like, that was easy button. So my parents are awesome, and they have, a, like, a what-the-fuck button. You press it, and it just cur- slews of curses at you that are hilarious. So I feel like what Matt really needs is like a validation button or appreciation button. I don't know if that exists. Someone's already made it. If not, they should. So like Matt would be able to hit it at any time, Dory, if you're not around. And it would be like, you are a gem, Matt, or well done, you, or I appreciate the crap out of you. Anyway, I thought that would be amazing. 
Um, and I also, I wanted to give a quick shout First out to Revolve. Ago. I actually run a Revolve group in Manhattan, and we talk about you guys all the time. You guys come up on the group. Love you guys. Take care. Good luck with birth. Bye. Thank you so much, Lexi. Lexi, I'll take the button. Yeah, that's a great idea for a button. Anything, really. You should make it. Just, you know, simple two words, thank you. It's, it, even if, like, it typed thank you at me. <laughs> what if I could get, like, some sort of text message service that would just, once a day, just say, thanks, man. I mean, that, like, almost literally exists. Oh, good. There's a, there's a company that we do ads for on Forever 35 called Shine Text, and it sends you, like... An affirming text message? Yeah, I mean, it's also sort of what the company in my novel did. (laughs) Oh, I know. I, when you, when I, the first time I saw that other company, I was like, this is exactly what Dory is. There's now like 10 companies that do that. (laughs) I know. You were ahead of the curve. I think you were first. I was ahead of the curve. You were first. Look, I have a lot of ideas that I can't execute on. So, you know. There we go. There we go. Um,. And that is really nice to know that Resolve is talking about our podcast. Thank you, Resolve. Resolve is the national, I think they're the National Infertility Organization. I'm just going to go to their website and just make sure that I have this correct. Yes, they're they're the National Infertility Association. There you go. Association, not organization. Not organization. They're not organized, but they are associated with each other. Resolve.org. Um anyone out there they have support groups and they do a lot of advocacy great organization all right uh this is from rebecca should we talk about um our conversation with uh one of my coworkers about ivf and the fact that she this was 19 years ago oh yes she had to oh god yes they were responsible for the transportation of their own embryo to the insemination they didn't at the time the the embryos were not stored at the clinic they were stored off site and the patient was responsible for picking up the embryo in like a canister yeah and bringing it to their own transfer how bananas is that how stressful is that <laughs> Like, I would be so, I like, that's crazy to me. It's just such a, it's just crazy. It's crazy how far things have come and how different it is now. I'm sure there was like a, li- there was like a liability issue with that. I don't know. Look, it's, it's just, it's just. Although, insane. you know, people transport their own sperm. Yeah. But that's, there's like. You know, if if you have a normal count, there's 80 million of them. No, those. no. I mean, people who um, buy sperm, buy frozen sperm. I, that's what I'm saying to you. And there's like 80, the count is much higher than the one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the likelihood of just that's, it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, I hear you. Um, all right. This is from Rebecca. There has been some talk these past few episodes about wanting to have more than one child, but for whom fertility treatments a second time around are either unrealistic, unsuccessful, and or not an option financially. We had our daughter in 2015 via IUI. At the time, I was so thrilled to get pregnant with a low-tech treatment and to avoid the stress, etc., of IVF. However, we haven't been so lucky in trying for a second child. Over the past year and a half, we've gone through four IUI treatments and two IVF treatments and are currently gearing up for our third IVF round. Obviously, I'm several years older now than I was when, I, when we got pregnant with our daughter, and part of me wonders how things would be different if we had done IVF back then when I was younger, with a better chance of getting more normal embryos, something I didn't really consider then. 
Now I'm envious of some friends who did IVF in their early and mid thirties and had one or more frozen embryos all ready to transfer when they were ready for their second child. I'm so thankful for the child I have, but I still feel like our family is not yet complete and I yearn for another child. If we aren't able to have a second biological child, we will either try embryo donation or regular adoption. Anyways, many thanks for the podcast. It has been a great source of ideas, info, and support related to infertility. Best of luck as you prepare to meet your son, Rebecca from Maryland. Um, so, Rebecca, essentially it just sounds like you're just using us as a support group to find other people who are just likely, which you have. So, there you yeah. go. So many of you out there who want another kid after your first kid, and it's unlikely for you to have that it's so dark in here i'm sorry i know but you were about to that guitar was about to fall that was what that was Uh, my i was cringing it's okay Uh, it's a there we go it's just a 1957 est25 tdn left-handed don't worry about it oh boy all right i think it's time to take another break no is it yeah it is oh my goodness be right back Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, everybody, we're back. We are back. Hope your lashes are voluminous and your bellies are full. <laughs> Maybe I should put it on you. I don't need it. Caution mascara. You do have lovely lashes. Thank you. You're welcome. I have, I have gorgeous lashes like a cow's eyes. Ew. That's what I've been told. <laughs> um, all right. This next email is from Samantha. Hey, Samantha. Hi. Hi, Matt and Dory. I recently started listening to your podcast and just finished episode 14. Oh, my goodness. That's my, a very long time ago. She's not going to hear this for like years. My husband and I have been trying to have our second child for almost four years now. We have a wonderful little girl who turns four next month, and all we've ever wanted is to give her a sibling. Unfortunately, it just hasn't happened for us. When she was 18 months old, I had to have emergency surgery to remove my fallopian tube. It was the most traumatic experience of my life, and I almost died. I was pregnant, and the baby had been growing in my fallopian tube. Oh, my goodness. Despite multiple ultrasounds and doctor's appointments, no one caught it. Oh, my God. That sounds horrifying. I'm sorry, Samantha. Seems to have added to the trauma. In a few hours, I lost my fallopian tube and my baby. Since then, we have had five chemical pregnancies while on Clomid and Femara because I randomly stopped ovulating after this ectopic pregnancy. We have finally made the decision to do IVF because obviously there is something going on. It's been a devastating and very stressful decision to make because I'm only 29 and my husband is only 30. Mm. Often I've felt all alone and thought to myself, why me? My husband and I have been listening to your podcast together to learn more about the IVF process and what to expect. At the end of episode 14, someone said that at the end of this journey, when you hold your baby in your arms, all the stuff fades away and it's just your baby, no matter where you get the egg and sperm. I cried, and I can't remember the last time that happened. It was a much-needed emotional release. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Your podcast has given my husband and I something to laugh about together, and we get to learn something, too. 
Oh, you're in for a treat. Lots more episodes coming your way. I can't wait for you to finally hear this. <laughs> How like, is she going to know? She's never going to know. I know. Oh, my goodness. Unless well, she just... Unless whoever recommended the podcast to her is like, check it out. Yeah. Um, well, good luck to you. Whatever happens or whatever you decide to do. Look, I'm sorry about like episode 83. <laughs> Probably bad. <laughs> that one was a dud. Um, all right, I'm play voicemail. Hi, Dory. Hi, Matt. Hi, Bo. My name is Aaron, and I'm calling from Oregon. And I just wanted to thank you guys for an awesome show and promoting women's rights and family leave and all that, working on that in my office. And you've helped keep my um, pace going against lots of roadblocks. Um, just everything you guys do. I started IVF and, and told the doctor immediately no at my first appointment and um, just in getting so much information from you guys and understanding the emotional part. Um, I recently had my second fail of transfer fail and no unexplained infertility still. So I'm taking a break and I kind of was taking a break from the podcast but I'm listening to episode 214, Face the Music. And it was a good one to come back to on my break. I was just like, oh, I'm taking a break from all IVF, including your podcast. Sorry, but I did want to lose you guys since you're so far along in your pregnancy. And I love all the songs um, that you're thinking about for baby music. And I just want to suggest the mamas and the papas dream a little dream of me. I teach yoga and sometimes play this as students are approaching Shavasana. So... Just wanted to put that bit out there. Thank you all for all you do. And uh, again, I'm a little behind, so I don't know if I'll hear this on the podcast until a few weeks from now. But thank you. Thank you for the work you're doing up there. Thank you, Aaron. In the great Northwest. What's next, honey? Um, All right. This is from Jess. She says... This is not an egg signal, but maybe an egg beacon, at least for people in Ohio and Western Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. We are working with a fertility clinic out of Akron that offers a 100% guarantee program. Akron, honey. Akron. Is that what I said? You said Akron. Oh. I think I have family in Akron. Because, you know, my grandmother was born in Erie, Pennsylvania, Mm. which is right on the border. Didn't know that. Now I do. Yep. She was born in Erie. She grew up in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. There were not many Jews there at the time. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was a great place for her to grow up. (laughs) She fled like the second she could. Well, look, some people just don't like home. (sighs) Yeah, maybe. Um, All right. You have to meet some age and diagnosis qualifications, but then you pay $25,000 for three full cycles and unlimited frozen transfers. That price does not include meds and genetic screening. If you don't have an actual baby, not just a pregnancy, in two years, they give you your money back. They they also offer quarterly grants to couples. Why aren't we doing IVF in Akron? (laughs) Sounds too good to be true. Um... Do they, Third, do they, uh, do they also expect you to sell some IVF to people below you, et cetera, et cetera? <laughs> it's an IVF MLM. Um, lots of people have been writing about how to pay for things lately, and I wanted to share our idea. In Western Pennsylvania, we have a pre-wedding tradition called a stag and drag. Okay. You sell tickets, maybe $10, bring in a bunch of beer and food, and have a party. 
At ours, we had a cornhole tournament, raffled off bottles of alcohol, and sold 50-50 tickets. What's a 50-50 ticket? It's a raffle where you uh, put in money, buy tickets for the raffle, and half goes to the charity or the whoever is holding it. The other half goes to the winner of the raffle. Oh, cool. They do it at Fenway every game. Oh. I have also seen parties with a silent auction for gift baskets and big ticket items like a TV or a kayak. We live on Lake Erie. Oh my gosh, they live on Lake Erie. Sounds great. Wow. Well, our friends have decided to throw us a maybe baby party to help pay for our IVF. I know couples who have raised between five and $10,000 with these. Also, it's just really a great time. Yeah, that sounds great. Anyway, keep up the good work. Jess, 1,000 square feet, one bathroom. Thank you, Jess, for that information that's very important at the end of your letter there. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, all right. Jess had another email. Have we, uh, have we ever heard of one of these parties? Should we have one? It has. Too late? Well, it's too late for us, Damn. but I've seen it. I feel like I've seen it mentioned in the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think people have written in about this before. Well, it's, it seems like a reasonable idea. Yeah. Especially if you have a lot of Italian relatives. I was going to say, especially if, if you have like a strong community of friends. Yeah. Then it's a good idea. Not me. I could only get Kula out here to move a couch. You didn't ask anyone else. That's true. I didn't even want to inconvenience him. No parties. Yeah. <laughs> this is why it's hard for you to get help for anything. I don't want to inconvenience you, you anyone. Don't bother anyone. So, well. Look, it's been a busy weekend. I'm sorry there's no Star Trek the next conversation this week, but at least there's this. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Um, Jess had another email. I have a sort of depressing egg signal to send out to the eggheads who have already become parents. My husband and I will be having our first retrieval in May. About five weeks ago, my mother passed very unexpectedly. I'm sorry to hear that. So my question is a two-parter. First, has anyone had to balance the unexpected mood swings of IVF and pregnancy hormones while also trying to process their grief. Does anyone have tips? I will be honest, this is really freaking me out. I'm doing my best to hang in there, but the thought of being pregnant without my mom makes my stomach turn. I understand that I'm fortunate to have had a close relationship with her and that many people never know the benefit of a supportive mother. But the sudden loss of my greatest cheerleader just makes the challenge of raising a child suddenly insurmountable. My second question is, how do you preserve the memory of your lost parent for your child? I have a 10-month-old nephew, and while he will probably not remember his Nana, he has pictures of them together, stories about how much she loved him, gifts that she bought him, and notes that she wrote him. I would be lying if I said that I wasn't jealous because my kids won't have that. What steps have people taken to ensure that their kids will know who their grandparents were? I'm also afraid of making my mother into a saint. I want my kids to know the good and the bad without seeming like I'm shit-talking my deceased mom. Deceased mom, not diseased. I want them to know who she really was, a real, living, breathing, loving, complicated, stubborn, wonderful person. Thank you again for all you do, Jess. So I brought in a uh, guest responder to answer this question. I, I'm going to sh- take a guess as to who it was, but I feel like we were with her at some point this weekend. Correct. Here we go. Um, I asked my dear friend, business partner, co-host. Uh, marketing uh, level, same level as you. You have uh, multiple people under you. Executive Diamond Vice President, <laughs> Kate Spencer. One day, you guys will get a Cadillac <laughs> painted in 35s. Um, she, As I said, she's my Forever 35 co-host, and she's also the author. 
author okay. people can hear you honey Don't of the memoir the dead mom's club uh which is about her mom and losing her mom when she was 27 to pancreatic cancer it's a wonderful book I highly recommend it. Um, so I asked Kate to answer these listeners' questions, and she very kindly did. So here's what she had to say. Dear excellent listener, I have not experienced this exactly and never did IVF and don't want to presume I know what you're going through, but I did lose my mom at 27 before I was married and had kids. What you're going through sounds incredibly awfully hard. A grief support group might provide some relief as well as therapy, just to have a space to go and check in, get support, and feel heard. A space that's just for you on a regular basis. All that being said, I can't promise you that it will be easy to parent without your mom. At times, it will feel painful and devastating. But I can promise you that you will be able to do it. All the things that she taught you through loving and supporting you unconditionally throughout your life will kick in and exist in you organically without you even thinking about it. Lean on your support system as much as possible. People want to help when others are grieving and when others become parents. No one will ever replace her, but do not let that stop you from asking for and receiving the help and love of others. That's a really lovely and thoughtful response. Um, And here's her response to the second question. This is such a great question. My mom died before my kids were born, and I worried that 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 she would seem too sanctified too. I talk to my kids about her, always answer their questions about her, about death, etc., and always ask, what else would you like to know? So they feel safe asking me these questions. I'm honest, but also age appropriate in my replies. I have pictures of her everywhere. I talk about her openly. I cry when I feel sad and I let them know why. I also share stories about her, about both the good and the bad, and they love to hear them. I can assure you it won't sound like you're shit talking to share stories of her less than perfect moments. She will sound human and you will help to normalize your kid to your kids that no one is perfect. My children love hearing stories of when my mom got mad or yelled. They also love (laughs) hearing about the songs she used to sing me. She'll seem alive to them because you will keep her memory alive and make her part of your family. Even though she is not physically present anymore. Sending you all of my love and solidarity. There are a ton of resources for motherless, motherless mothers online and groups on Facebook too. You may also like connecting with other motherless moms. If you don't know anyone directly, ask friends to connect you to mothers, motherless moms they might know. XO Kate. But also be careful if in those motherless moms groups, someone wants to take send you some essential oils at a party. I feel like motherless moms are good targets for mm. multi-level marketing. That's sad. That's all I'm saying. Jess, we are we will be thinking of you and we wish you luck in this round of IVF. Boy, really great to have uh Kate swing in there with actual answers. Right? Yes. Kate Kate is very wise. Um and especially on this topic, she's extremely wise. So I would listen to her. Agreed. Yeah. Um Okay. So we heard from a woman named Justine who works in a neurodevelopmental clinic and she wanted to make it clear that flatheads are not just a rock and play issue. Okie dokie. I like this. What's happening? Um, and she says official stats show something like a third of babies have some sort of head shape issue. Um, 
So she, she says, I just want to clarify that any baby that spends a substantial amount of time lying on their back or the back of their head or an, on any sort of surface, so pretty much all babies, are going to be at risk for flattening due to the fact that infant skulls are very malleable. Um, but, you know, sleeping on your back is, sleep, a baby sleeping on his or her back is the safest for SIDS. Um, as for Matt's question about what the problem is with flatheads, there are studies on the impact in other areas in the works, but at this point, there's no research indicating any impact on I brain know, that's all I'm saying. or cognitive development. Thank you. However, oh no, from a safety standpoint, hats are weird. Helmets don't fit. Children with uncorrected flattening outside of a certain range have a hard time fitting properly into things like helmets to ride bikes and play sports, yeah. which is a scary thought, particularly in light of all the current research on concussions. So you're telling me to start a company that makes flat-headed helmets? I am telling you that. All right. I'm just going to need a sales force. In short, you can follow safe sleep wrecks to a T and still have a flat-headed baby. It doesn't mean you did anything wrong. Everyone is doing their best. It's just good practice to be mindful of positioning and how much time your baby is spending in different devices or positions, whether they're asleep or awake. Um, She also recommends a milestone tracker app from the CDC. And she, she adds, with any source that's giving milestones based on ages, I always say it's important to remember that those are reported based on the 50th percentile of kids. Well, you know, we were talking about milestones over at uh, our class. They don't care yeah. for them. No, they don't. Rye people do not care for milestones. It's like, look, your baby's going to do what your baby's going to do. Your baby's an individual. Yep. Some babies will do things sooner than average. Some babies will do things a little later. And a bit of variability is normal. For example, lots of people get hung up on 12 months being the age for a baby to take their first steps, when in reality, the typical age range is between 10 and 15 months of age. I also recommend the parent resources on Zero to Three's website, which is zerotothree.org. They have lots of great evidence-based resources that are constantly being updated and can be searched by area of development or age. I hope this helps. I'm loving hearing everyone sharing sources of information and their experiences. Thank you. That was very helpful. I like head flattening information. Yes. So. It's useful to know. Um, all right. Morgan is is recommending Isabella Oliver for maternity wear. Oh, I thought you were telling us that. What was, what was your name, our son? No. Isabella Oliver. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, thank you for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you for that recommendation. Um Jennifer says, "I might have tinnitus." Says you might have tinnitus. Uh huh. I know. Read it. I noticed. She says, "I noticed it one day at work when we had a power outage and all the computers and phones stopped making noise. Then I heard the constant high pitched ringing. I hear it every night before I go to bed, but in general, there is too much sound in daily life to notice the ringing before then. It doesn't prevent me from hearing quiet sounds or give me a headache. Who knows when it started? Maybe in two thousand nine when I began using the iPhone earbuds to listen to music, and eventually, way too many podcasts." I wouldn't trade those experiences. So as long as I can still hear, it's not too bad. Hope your situation does not get worse. We may be heading towards a future where the old folks all have texture, thumb injuries and tinnitus. <laughs> Congrats on baby. Born really thing, I really forgot. I forgot about that tinnitus question. I was really hoping I said there are like a hearing doctor would write in. Maybe you should go to a hearing doctor. That's uh, that's difficult. <laughs> They're so far away. Are they? Yeah. I don't think they are. I can are. barely get a podcast done every week, let alone get to a tinnitus doctor. Well, you're about to be on hiatus. Yes, eventually. Yeah. All right. This is from Anonymous. Okay. Hey, guys. 
I haven't recently heard anyone emailing in for life advice. Great. Let's and do it. I don't know if that has become more of a Patreon episode thing. I mean, it is and it isn't. So we're, we're open to all questions of advice about life from two professionals. <laughs> two life professionals. Two people who, who, who are alive. Who have over <laughs> 70 years of life experience. But I'd love to get some feedback from you. I'm in the middle of a divorce. It's a pretty amicable split with both of us agreeing that it's the best thing to do. However, I found myself having a bit of a crisis of confidence lately. I've always had low self-esteem, but after meeting my husband, the insecurities I had about my appearance and how I was perceived by others was largely diminished. Mm -hmm. I thought that I'd outgrown them, but apparently they were just masked by the security I felt in my relationship. Now that we're splitting up, they're all coming back at me with a vengeance, and it's been kind of a shock. I'm usually pretty even keeled, and so regressing back to these adolescent-like feelings of self-disgust have really been throwing me for a loop. I do have a therapist who I've been seeing for a while, which is definitely helpful, but I realize I don't really know how to love myself. Dory, you seem so put together and well-adjusted. How would you suggest someone go about learning some self-love? Dory, same question for me. From you? From For me. From me. That's what I meant. Oh. I mean, I'm... Uh, well, okay. Matt, I'd also love to hear your take on this, especially as someone who, from what I've gleaned as a listener of Excellent Adventure from episode one, maybe struggles with this a little as well. What, what are you talking about? But I know you guys are crazy busy right now, so no worries if you don't have time to answer. Thanks for all that you do. Anonymous. Oh, Anonymous. This is a, this is a, this is tricky. It, it's not something that I think happens overnight. And I think when you're in a particularly vulnerable personal situation it's 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 especially tough i would say first of all cut yourself some slack you're going through a divorce it's going to be even if it's amicable it's going to be very emotional and hard and your life is changing and so i think you know it's great that you want to be more mindful of self-love but i think also like just kind of let yourself be is my first suggestion. Second, my other suggestion is to think about what you really enjoy doing and lean into that. And I think that it's like a nice way to just get gratification and some reinforcement of the things that you love to do. Um, and it kind of takes you out of your own head also. So that's another thing. The other thing I would say is I know you have a therapist, but maybe it's worth talking to a psychiatrist. Like, Maybe you're a little bit depressed. Um, meds are not a horrible thing to go on. Matt and I are both on meds. Um, Look how put together we are. <laughs> and you can like you don't have to be on meds forever. You can be on meds for a little while to like help you through a rough patch. Um, so that's something else I would I would suggest. Um, and the other thing is I would say lean on your friends right now, like. You know, I think I think Matt is bad about asking for help, mm -hmm. but I think you can ask for help um, and get some positive reinforcement from them as well. Matt, do you have thoughts? Um, find something you're good at that you believe that you're good at and do that. Is that a helpful thing? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I kind of said that. Yeah. I, I, well, you said find me like to do. I like to do a lot of things that I'm not good at. Mm, fair enough. Um, look, I, I'm not a great person to ask this question because I struggle with the same thing you struggle with. But just know that, uh, look, it is what it is. 
I go to therapy. I go to a shrink. Luckily, I'm too busy to really have to deal with it. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you, if you find something that kind of takes you out of your own head for a little bit. Yeah. <sighs> All right, everyone. This brings us to the end. Great show. Good job, people. Thanks, everyone. Especially good job to our Patreon supporters, whose names we will now read on the podcast because they support us at the $5 level or above. You want to join in? Get some bonus pods? Do it. Patreon.com slash Adventure. That's the place to go. If you want half-hour podcasts that turn into 45-minute podcasts with me playing guitar and Dory getting annoyed and all kinds of things. Oh, you're really there. selling them. It's a good time. <laughs> Um, no, but you, uh, what's also fun on those podcasts is like, we do get a lot of questions like the, la- the one we just answer. Um, but I have answers for a lot of them. We, unlike the one we just got, asked. we really respond to anything. So it's a good time. So join us over there and you get our, our whole back catalog once you subscribe. So that is fun too. Um, all right, here we go. Jack Woodyard, James Feigl. Jane Callahan. Jennifer Sika. Jennifer Floyd. Jennifer Steele. Jess Branch. Jesse Hendricks. Jolene Sigler. Jolie Phillips. Kane McCall. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Regan. Katie Tavi. Or Tavi. We said Tavi. Yes, Tavi. Yeah. Kelly. Kelly Zimmerman. Carrie Mills. Kim Mestry. Kimberly Kim. Kimberly Shepard. Kristen Anderson. Oh, there he is, everybody. It's Christopher Fenaghi. Layla Arshid. Uh, Laura Dodge. Laura Rosenblum. Laura Luther. Lauren Luther. Leslie Shoup. Lettuce Sparkle. Lex Conan. Uh, hey, Lex. How are you, buddy? Uh, Lizelle. I think it's Liesel. I know. We always do this. Lindsay Earls. Linnea Funsel. Maggie Fleming. Manda, Manda Johnson. Margaret Metcalf. Margie... Oakley. Marie Morgan. Martin Hedegard Peterson. Maud Tremblay. Mackenzie Erickson. Megan Frank. Megan Kozowski. Kozowitz. What? <laughs> that is exactly what that says. Why did I read it like that? Megan Drury. Uh, Megan Megana Prasad. Melinda Phelps. Melissa March Quinn. Michael and Stephanie Garrier. Michelle Kitts Miller. Mike Kim and Leo. Monica Bold. Mariah C. Adamic. Uh, Mr. Bundy. Nicole Pandey. Nancy Powell. Nicola Skidmore. Nikki Bossert. Narantha Balagopal. Patricia Faust Rezig. Paul Sharp. Paula. Pretty in Beantown. <laughs> QN. Rachel Bannon. Uh, Rachel Lander. Rachel Dylan Snyder. Rachel Downey. Rachel Kuzma. Robert Olson. Sabrina Stern. And Sandra Mahler. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. If you want to do so, patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. In the meantime, Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. So long. Go with the 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 go with the